Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing a little excerpt from the episode that I did on the Mind Field podcast. I like to do this once in a while, um, A, to help out my friends, um, you know, to promote their podcast because I don't post the whole episode, but B, as well, because I like to show you guys what I'm like in interviews. Obviously, a lot of this podcast is me interviewing other people. Of course, I do solo episodes, but you know, at the end of the day, I do say different things sometimes and go into things in a deeper manner when I'm asked questions that I wasn't expecting or if I'm just speaking to others and being interviewed. So in today's episode, you're going to hear the second half of the a recording that I did on the Mind Field podcast with my two friends, Alexi and Kiri. And we get into all things motivation, mindset, how to really change. It's a very empowering episode. So I'm really excited to share this one. And uh, yeah, you know, if you want to listen to the whole episode, the beginning part of this episode that I didn't post is a lot about my story and um, kind of going into the basics of how I got to where I am today. Um, so if you want to listen to that, then head to the Mind Field podcast after listening to this. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope this episode can inspire you today. All right, let's get right into it. My biggest thing that I tell people that I've realized in my own journey is the bounce back rate is so important. The bounce back rate is truly what creates the successful people because no one's going to be perfect and people are going to mess up and you're going to fall off track. Every day I fall off track, but my bounce back rate is actually fast now. So, you know, it's up to you. Is that what your, your routine, um, all the, cause you're such a, you're such a positive person towards yourself and, and I, I really do feel like a lot of successful people in what they feel is successful. It really is about that. Like, as you said, you're probably going through daily fails, um, but you're, you're really sort of positive in the way that you come across. And I think it's quite hard for some people because a lot of people aren't like that. Right. But is it, is it these triggers? What are these triggers, triggers that you've set up? How do you bounce back? You've obviously built this up and got quicker and quicker, but how, how, how do you do it? And what are the main, the main things you would say to someone that's like, you know what? Like I can't, I can't catch myself when I'm going down the wrong path because we all naturally know. I think we all know, like you were saying, you know, you shouldn't eat the whole bag of cookies, but you do. And you say you're going to start on the next day. And I do think that becomes a habit. So maybe it's, it's probably to do with that. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's such a good question. And that's the ultimate question. How do you change? And the hardest thing about change is doing something different to what you did yesterday, because we think what 70,000 thoughts a day and 90% of those are the exact same as the day before. So changing is being conscious. You have to be conscious to change. You can't go through life in your condition patterns and beliefs and habits and actions and thoughts because you're gonna never you're never gonna change. You actually have to go within and change your wiring system and start thinking differently, right? And to start thinking differently, you have to have a whole you you know, my 
personality. I have changed so much as a person throughout my growth that I look back on who I was a year ago, two years ago, six months ago, and I'm like, I can't even recognize her. To truly change, you need to become a different person. And I think personal development and change in, in a positive way is actually not just becoming a different person, but becoming more and more who you're meant to be, your truest self. It's like taking off these layers of what you've, you've been taught to be your entire life, right? So it is super complex, but I'll tell you one thing, actionable tips. You need to have habits in place that bring you back to that place, right? So for example, every morning, without a doubt, I do a morning routine and that sets the tone for my day. And I prime my brain and I condition myself to be that person I want to be just for the morning at least. And I usually fall off track a bit by the afternoon. And then I have other habits in place that keep me on track. Like I am always trying to get back to that conscious mode and being conscious is the best thing we can do because Everything that we do unconsciously, we end up like, you know, those are the things we end up regretting. If you're super conscious when you do things, you don't really end up regretting it because you're in, you're, you're thinking about it, right? You have to start thinking about what you think about. And um, yeah, there's just, it's so complex, but at the end of the day, you need obviously that initial motivation, but it's not just about motivation and discipline. You need to actually start thinking about these things differently. So many people say, oh, it's so hard to be healthy and like have a great body. It's so hard to make a lot of money. That's just because you think it's hard. What if it wasn't that hard? What if you actually naturally came up with these amazing ideas? You had natural energy in the morning to get up and do things. What if you actually enjoyed eating really healthy food and you didn't really want that unhealthy stuff. Like, what if you changed how you think of things? And that's huge. It's how you like, and that's why in my Mimi Method app, you know, I've created a lot of guided meditations around like changing your mindset around food, around yourself, loving yourself. Like a lot of my branding and stuff is about health and wellness. And because I've been through a healthy weight loss, and I think a lot of that was mind, right? And um, you know, it, it really is just completely mental and. And we don't realize that our personalities are actually made up of our thoughts and feelings and beliefs, right? Like, so if our personalities are made up of our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, if we change our thoughts and feelings and beliefs, like we can change our personality to be better an upgraded version of ourselves. And um, yeah, like at the end of the day, you just have to believe that you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. And that's the number one chapter in that book that changed my life when I was 18 the number one chapter, it was titled, take 100% responsibility for your life. And it just seems like such a basic sentence that, but when you think into it, you're like, whoa, I'm actually completely responsible for everything I've produced. I can't be a victim anymore because if I'm a victim, then I don't have the power to change my life. So everyone, most of the population lives as victims. And it's like, yeah, you know, I get it. Some people are more lucky than others. Some people are born in different households. Yeah. But at the end of the day, at, a, at the core, you are 100% responsible with what life throws at you. You know, life, uh, things that happen to you, it's, it's your response and the outcome, right? So it's like your response to it affects the outcome, not just the thing, you know, because you hear so many people that have gotten so much of what they want in life and none of them have really had like an easy journey. I think having a hard journey is like a really beautiful part of it, right? Because you actually deserve it and like you go through it. And it, you know, I think a lot of people need to be nicer to others as well and not judge when they just see, um, you know, how they look or, or what their life is perceived to be. Like, even if you 
are raised in a really amazing, well-off family, you still have your internal shit. Like you, if you, you, everyone has stuff and it doesn't, on the outside, it can't really show you an insight on their inside, right? So you see all these super successful people that aren't happy. And you're like, what are you talking about? You should, you have it all. So that's why now I'm trying to really teach myself to be happy with what I have now. Because if I told myself a year or two years ago that I'd be where I am living in the place I live in, you know, I'd be amazed. So you have to, the biggest thing as well with change is when you're making wins and you actually, even if it's a small win, any win that you make, celebrate it and live in it and just like bask in it. Because one of my favorite mentor type of people that I follow and listen to and um, do all of his meditations and online courses. It's Dr. Joe Dispenza. His stuff's amazing. You guys need to check him out. And one of the things he says, it's like, when you change, even if it, you know, whatever change you do and and you succeed in that, it's like, you need to bask in it. Cause it's like, you know, spending so long cooking an amazing meal and then not even eating it. Right. Like, so I, I've really tried to embrace that. And I'm trying to like, what I'm working on right now is being more conscious in the moment. So it's like, if I'm hanging out with Ben and we're eating dinner or something, like I, I actually like take a breath and I'm like, wow, like we're on our rooftop looking at the ocean. Like I'm with the love of my life. Like I'm so happy. And it's like, it's so easy to be unconscious and just check your phone and like, eh, but no, like the, you have to just bask in it now because if we, the biggest problem, I'll say one more thing, the biggest problem with our with our, with humanity, I was going to say our generation, but it's more humanity is that we waste our lives, you know, waiting for the future to happen. And that is such a tragedy, right? Like we don't live in the moment. You know, we, we all think like, Oh, when this happens, when I reach X or Y or look like this or whatever, then I'll be happy. But that's just the biggest, the biggest lie of the world. Cause even when you get there, you're going to want more if you haven't learned to be happy in the moment, right? Like I've met so many successful people with my podcast. I like, you know, people that like this guy that I interviewed uh, six months ago, Ed Milet, he is worth half a billion dollars. We went to his gorgeous beach front home in Laguna beach to go record a podcast. And he's like Tony Robbins, best friend. Like he's like huge. And we were talking and I'm like, so what does it feel like, you know, being this successful? Like, what is it? I was so excited. I was like, what does it feel like getting there? He's like, honestly, I don't feel like I'm there yet. I was, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I struggle every day to feel like I'm good enough. I was like, are you kidding me? How? I, it, I was, my mind was blown. I was like disappointed. I was like, what? So I vowed to myself, especially since that moment, I vowed to myself, oh my God, be happy now. Cause like when you get there, if you don't know how to be happy now, you will never be happy. Enjoy the journey, basically. You have to enjoy the journey, otherwise, what's the point? Yes. And it can, your journey is the whole life, you know, especially is. And I think you, you're right. You hear that a lot with successful people. It's like the journey doesn't end. You're always, you're always striving for more, and it's such a good motto to stick by. I think otherwise, it invites laziness and it invites this feeling that that right, enough's enough. I'm not going to strive, and I think that strive is what keeps us going and keeps us interesting as well as people. But no, that's, yeah, that's think- great. Yeah, and I think that's why like, it doesn't have to necessarily be more of something. Uh, I don't know whether you agree or disagree because, um, you know, it really is like, I mean, I find myself doing it all the time because when you get to that point that you, you wanted to be at, it's like if you haven't enjoyed getting there, then it's just one moment. Like you're enjoying maybe that one moment. And I, I liked what you said about the, the, the celebrating what you have achieved because I noticed 
um, probably like a few years ago. And actually, actually it was my mum that pushed me towards sort of realizing it and probably reading a few. Um, actually, it was, it was doing a, the Tony Robbins uh, event as well, which is that I never celebrate anything. I'm like, I'm, I'm so sort of like, you know, birthday, meh, don't care about that. Like score a goal in football, just walk, walk back. And like, it's actually in those moments that I realized you've got to enjoy them. You really do. Like, cause otherwise it, it's, it's everything. It's your physiology. Your body feels like you're enjoying it. You know, even if you, you, you put a smile on your face or you jump around, your body feels the energy and that is exciting and it is fun and it's nice, but also it sends those signals, um, you know, to your head that you're, you're having a good time, like you're good because you are going to get the other side. You are going to get the down moments. And I just, like, I think it's such a, an interesting point, Like you've obviously interviewed some really successful people, but what I would ask is, you know, success is obviously perceived for, oh, wow. You know, like in most of our, our world, it is perceived with, oh yeah, what, how much have you've done of this and, and, and what bank account figure you've got and, you know, how many friends you've got and stuff like that. But have you noticed there's a difference between the ones where they really, really are enjoying every moment and what they're doing. And then the ones that are like, as you said, a bit like Ed Myler, I know that he's, I've seen him before and I've seen some of his in-depth conversations and I know why he's doing his podcast because you can see that he actually enjoys doing that and speaking to people. But the extra figure on his bank account is not going to make a world of difference. So he's now turning more towards how can I help people? And yeah, have you seen with with interview? You've done Robin Sharma, who is is like uh, you know a legend. He's he's done some amazing books, and he's a really great speaker. Again, for him, I love him because it's like he has these big podcast things and and all these big parts of his life, and then he's just sitting out at some sort of house on his own. Um, Tim Ferriss is similar. You see them. He's not like lying about it. Like he genuinely is that monk type that could be with no one or be with everything. And I think like, just to, to make it into a question, how do you know, like, do you see that difference? And do you go, wow, like, I really want to be that? A hundred percent. Like the people on my podcast that are genuine, that I've had on that are genuinely happy people that have more to life than just, you know, making money. Cause at the end of the day, money is great. I love money, but it doesn't make your life complete. You need to you know, have your, you, you need to have more depth and meaning. Right. And, um, yeah, like the, I've, I've interviewed so many people and I think the biggest thing, like you said, like with the Robin Sharma is like the John Asaraf and, and Ed Mila, he is just such a great guy and he's so open. Like, I'm so happy he was so open with that. Cause it's like, it just shows that not everyone's perfect. And I'm sure Robin Sharma has the same moments where he's like, you know, I don't feel like I'm there yet, but then he, he's really good at bringing himself back. And I've read so many of his books. He's incredible, great guy. And he treats everyone with the same attitude, which I also love. Like the ones that are really incredible people I've noticed, they kind of treat everyone the same and they're genuine. And they like, you know, they say your name in conversation. They're really present. It's less of an interaction. Like I've interviewed some other people, I obviously won't say names, but like some popular, very popular people in the space that are just like more transactional and it's just like a script and you're just kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. But at the end of the day, it really is, you know, about finding what, what you enjoy. Like 
I have, it's, it's about self-exploration, I guess, at the end of the day, because not everyone's the same. Like, not everyone's like me, not everyone, like, that's the biggest thing, right? Like, I think I read this thing on Instagram the other day, I forget exactly what it said, but it was like, when you're about to judge someone, just realize that they're not you, you know, like, as, and I've definitely been judgmental in my past, and, and I'm very hypersensitive, and, and, you know, I can let things affect me in an intense way. But when you realize that everyone's just unique and some people will be happy doing certain things, different things, then, then just respecting that, I think that's huge. And at the end of the day, you know, you just want to do what feels good. So with Robin Sharma, I'm sure writing books and just being a philanthropist is amazing for him, for other people. Um, like, I guess like, you know, as well for me, like I love to like, you know, just, I guess, push myself to my limits. And I love you're, that feeling. You're Gary Vaynerchuk. So, you just keep, keep going. You, you want to live in, well, actually you're not living in a fast paced place, but you are like, I feel like fast paced and like you always want to have stuff sort of to hit targets and, and going on. So. But it's for me, it's not for anyone else anymore. Yeah, you know, when, when I used it. to, before I made my own money and stuff, I was like, Oh my God, I want that new bag or I want that, you know, I wish I could have that, but it's like, it wasn't for me. And now it's so funny. It's like, you know, I have, I, I could afford whatever designer thing um, that I wanted in the past. And I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah, I like them, but I'm not like obsessed with it. Right. Like it's when you realize it's like what you want, then you, you prioritize that. And I, st- I've completely stopped caring what people think of me. And that's the I think one of the biggest feats that I've had in the past six years, like I, and it happened a bit gradually. Like I started setting boundaries for myself. Like the biggest thing for me, like, and I know I'm, this is unique and I, I'm not going to say this for everyone because so many people do it really well, but I cannot drink a lot. I cannot party. I cannot, you know, be out till like four in the morning at a club. Like it's just so, it, it take, it makes me the worst version of myself. And I don't know what it is, but I just, I can't, I don't react well to it. I'm not the person I like to be. I, and I've, so I set this standard, um, a while ago and obviously I'll break it sometimes, but I, I think I'm like very sober curious right now. Like I, I think, you know, just owning that is huge for me. Cause I used to always drink a lot and go out and do all these things to impress other people I didn't even like. Right. So you know, just owning who you are and, and just being confident in that and setting boundaries, I think is just something everyone needs to learn to do because at the end of the day, life is just about creating an amazing relationship with yourself. Because if you don't do that, then everything else in your life won't really, it won't really fit, you know, like my relationship with my boyfriend that I've been with for three years, he's seen so much change and like he has just, he's witnessed my humongous change. When I first met him, we were you know, going out and partying a lot and I was just not the person I wanted to be. And, and he'll even say like, you know, the, the more that I do the work on myself, the better our relationship, like you need to do the, you have to put yourself first and then everything else will get better as well. Right. So I think yep. that's a big, 100%. a big and- principle of mine. Okay, let's take a super quick break from this episode to talk about today's sponsor, Modern Fertility. Ladies, listen up. Knowledge is power. 
And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, for your health, and for your future. There aren't that many decisions bigger than having a baby, but for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. So that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and super affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You can mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can actually cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility only costs $159 to get the same information. So if you go to modernfertility.com slash Mimi, you can actually get $20 off of your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility. You'll get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. The results go in depth into what every hormone means, and you can actually talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for the next steps. So if you want kids today or even just one day, you need information to make the decision that's best for you. So Modern Fertility is offering my listeners $20 off of the test. When you go to modernfertility.com slash Mimi, that means that your test will only cost $139 instead of the hundreds or even thousands that it could cost you at a doctor's office. So get $20 off of your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Mimi, modernfertility.com slash Mimi. Now let's get right back to the episode. So what I want to ask, because you've talked about consciousness a lot, right? And also about being yourself and knowing what you like and then doing that. And I think one of the biggest struggles that a lot of people have, including myself, it's a constant, it is a constant kind of journey, but I want to ask specifically, how do you create more conscious space? How do you um, find more time to understand yourself and Again, how do you how do you know which ones are the right ones, and does it even matter? I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it's different for everyone, but the one consistent thing that I've seen change a lot of other people's lives that have repeated what I've done and that have obviously changed mine is journaling, like getting really familiar with yourself, like your deep core, kind of like every inch of you, like journal it out, right? And just pen to paper, there's something special about that. And it allows you just to have some quiet time with you. And being off of technology is one that I've really realized lately. We are addicted to technology. I am addicted to technology. You are like, we are all addicted to to technology. And I think that's the one, one thing that instantly makes me unconscious and I'm not going to say cut it out completely because I need it everyone needs it and it's my business and I want it like it's an amazing way to connect with people but like my phone history will tell me some days that I spend eight hours on my phone and I'm like oh my god no wonder I was not conscious that day like it sucks it's an energy drainer you are in a hole you're not even using your brain so for people listening that feel unconscious try to not mindlessly scroll on your phone. If you're going to go post something or you have an intention behind using your phone, you need to use it mindfully because it will completely like keep you off track if you are mindlessly scrolling all day. And, you know, there was this doctor, I forget what his name was, but I was reading this thing and this doctor, you know, he had all these teens come in 
with depression and the parents would come in and say, Hey, we need, um, pills for depression. Like I think this was in America somewhere. Um, they need, you know, Xanax or whatever, because they're depressed. My kid is depressed. And then the doctor said to these kids, like, you know, as an experiment or because he obviously really believed in it, he was like, okay, how about this? I'll give you your pills in two weeks, but only if you do this experiment for me. And what I want you to do is turn off your phone an hour before bed and an hour after you wake up and just try to spend a little bit less time on your phone throughout the day as well. And like 95% of the kids came back and they were like, Oh my God, like I'm, I actually don't feel these emotions anymore because I'm like just spending a bit more time in stillness and not on my phone, not comparing and judging. And, you know, I think it's like just a silent, you know, epidemic right now. And, and we have to be mindful with it. And that's a huge thing I'll say. So yeah, journaling, creating routines and structures for yourself and loving it. Like I love waking up and doing my morning routine. I don't want to not do it. And creating things in your life that you love to do that make you feel good as well, right? So I love going on long walks and that's what I do at the gym now. I do my Mimi Method little workouts 10 minutes a day and then I do my long walks on the treadmill. And I love doing it because I listen to podcasts. I, you know, do, I, I just love that feeling. I used to go crazy at the gym and I don't love it. So I stopped doing that. And you just have to understand yourself, get really, really clear on who you are and what you enjoy. And, um, yes, yeah, spend less time on technology is a really big one. I love it. That's great. That's number one, I think. Ironically, and here we are listening to podcasts and on zoom, but it's, it's, as you say, it's avoidable up to a point. You know, we all, we it's the all mindless and, and as, yeah. And as you said, it's the mindless stuff. Um, and, and also just, like because it is so hard. I mean, they make it addictive. We don't have to watch like you know or listen to all the podcasts that tell us from the experts that it's so addictive, and it's not our faults that it's actually that addictive. But it is about I, I've found switch it off. Like that's the only way. And it, and and it's it's so funny how the most simplest things as our, as human beings we just can't can't believe that that'll be the thing that that helps us. Um, but but I think what you said morning and night if anything is is the time those last couple of hours before bed i know kiri's done that for a bit i've definitely done it and i need to continue to do it more um but there's a there's a reason why there's been a huge increase in things like anxiety and uh you know comparisons and and you know going to bed with those thoughts like right there of, of the thousands of things you've seen throughout the day it's 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 yeah it makes sense makes sense perfect um lex what do you think about moving on to our quick fire round or is there anything definitely I, I think like honestly the, that was that was the perfect sort of um run yeah. um and now it's what like 42 minutes yeah so i mean i did have one more question on rejection which might be a nice one to to finish up do with. that and then we'll go into the, okay, the quick perfect. fire and and maybe you've, you've alluded to it already, but I, I want to drill down into it. I, mean, I know as a podcast host and just you described it, you know, going out to 100 people when you first moved to London, you only got two responses. And it's something that I really struggle with and I think Alexi really struggles with. But dealing with rejection or dealing with people saying no, clearly you, you probably do hear no a fair bit, but you have no problem dealing with it. And I just want to know, how, how do you sort of get over that? How do you move on to the next one? Absolutely. That's such a great question. I'm so excited to answer this. I think, you know, in my eyes, I've changed in my conditioned belief that failure is a bad thing. Failure is part of success. Failure isn't the opposite of success. Giving up is the opposite of success. So 
if you keep like, I honestly go into everything just as I ask and I'm blatant and I'm just honest. And if I don't get an answer, I get a no, then I'm just like, no is next for me because you have to go through so many no's to get the yes. And it's like, you know, on average, if you ask a hundred people for something or, you know, I don't know, like for in my example, if I asked a hundred people uh, to talk to me about the TV industry when I first wanted to start and the likelihood of one answering is, is, pretty high, you know, so you have to get through the 100 to get the one. And I think, you know, if you just create that mentality inside of you that, that every time you get a no, you just think next, not, oh, no, I'm a failure, just think next, okay, on to the next, and have that confidence and that belief in yourself. Because if you truly have that belief in yourself, you know, you're going to get there. And now I, I know the people that never answered me until I was starting to do well. I'm sure I'm still in their DMs and I've actually had some of them message me a year later and I see the old message of me reaching out and them never answering. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Karma's a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't answer. And I'm like, yeah, it does feel good. And you have to set, you know, like you just have to keep going. And, and people are a lot nicer than you think a lot of the time. And if you're just honest, and I think the one thing I will say is you always need to add value. So it's not like you don't want to text them or not text them, DM them and say, Hey, like, can I get this from you? Can I learn this from you? It's like, you have to offer something in, in yeah. response, right? So, you know, for example, if you have a new podcast and you really want an amazing, huge guest on the show, like, why don't you say to them, like for anyone listening that wants to get a podcast and they're worried that they're not big enough to get huge guests. It's like, all right, email them and tell them that you're going to record the conversation and you're going to create, um, you know, you're going to get your video team to create really awesome clips so that they can repurpose the content on their page. You know, you're going to offer their followers or just, I don't know, think of how to add value or, Harry, you know, if you got the, um, if you got the clips, um, it's the only way, it's the only way to get Mimi off. <laughs> I am not so talking much. about me. I am not talking about no, me. I'm to just, be, to, to be fair though, yeah. it's, it's so true. And like you, you, you hear it all the time, but like you, you've got, got to just like even just just offer something in that in that sort of message that you're saying like even even when I, look, we know you from from before so we're very lucky to be able to have that connection um but i you know i always say and regardless even if it's my best friend um i said to you i was like i want to know what like you want to get out of it you know and that and that is what i put there because it's actually just awkward for me to just take like i, I just find it I don't enjoy it. Um, I want to know what the other person wants to get out of it as well. And of course, as you said, it leads to to more yeses because it feels like they're going to, they care. Like we care. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really useful. And I think it's something that we, we deal with every day, but I think people deal with it very, very badly. So it's incredibly helpful to hear that. Um, next up. Mindset I mean, shift. Mindset shift. Yeah, it's very easy when you say it like that. I mean, you yeah, know, it, it, it is easy. People yeah. blow it up. It's actually simple. Mindset yeah, it's shift. A switch. It's a switch. No, that, that's that's amazing. Um, we like practice. to do we like to do quick fire rounds just to get a little idea more about you and also just some moments in your life that have affected you and that we don't need long answers, but anything you can sort of give and the, the first thing that comes to mind is perfect. And the first one I want to start with is your greatest high. Uh, in your life a moment that stands out to you as your, your sort of greatest moment of success or eureka moment wow deep um, I know, hard really hard. really good um so i get them often because i go i answer a lot of my dms and i hear these incredible stories from girls that have taken in my content listen to my podcast yeah. to do my meditations and stuff and i hear really amazing transformation stories and that often makes me tear up because it's just incredible but the one moment 
that I truly felt like, whoa, I feel really like I'm in my my zone here and I'm actually helping people. As last year I did this event in London and it sold out in a week and there were like 50, 60 girls there that, you know, paid yeah. good money to be there. It was a small intimate event and um, it was like a personal growth event. So we spoke about everything. Mine's like it was it was a really incredible event and it was my first event ever and it was my first time, you know like conducting something like this it was a really hard thing to organize and do, but I'm, I'm just so grateful for the experience. And, you know, I think at that event, what it was like a really big out of my comfort zone moment. And at that event, I had a lot of girls come up to me face to face and say, you've changed my life. And I'm like, what me? Like it didn't. And then I was just like on top of the world. I was on a high that entire day. And it was one of the most important days of my life. Like, it, I still remember it being like, you know, me on the little stage. Like I yeah. was like, I want to do this. Like this feels really incredible. And all these girls are looking up to me and creating their amazing change in their lives. And we're all on this journey together. And it's just, it was so beautiful. So definitely one of those, uh, one of those moments. And, you know, I think it happens in the small things in life as well. You know, like I'll be just here and I'm like, Oh, you know, it just, you get these little kind of realizations, Absolutely. but that was the one big thing I think. Amazing. I know we normally don't don't comment and it is it is the quick fire round, but I love the fact and, and I just want to point out the fact that so many people's top moments or like favorite moments and that when it's hit them is helping someone else yeah. and like hearing that. And I, I that's why I love I, I love hearing that question because it, it does come up as that. And after all the successes you've had, that is a small moment. That's a small moment for you, but it's a big moment for someone else. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. Really cool. Amazing. Um, the counterpoint meme is a slightly hard, I think a harder one or easier depending on your point of view, but your greatest low, um, in your life. Oh, I've had so many. I was about to say, that's the face of someone. (laughs) I mean, listeners can't see it. That's the face of someone who's had quite a few and is going to sift through a fair few of them now, but go on. If you had to pick one, you don't need to go into too much detail. It's just useful to hear. I'm going to, before answering this question, I want to say that I'm so grateful for all the lows because they are freaking motivating. Yeah. I think my first really big low was right before I had that realization when I was, you know, in uni and it was right before I decided to, you know, get back on track. And it was a hard decision because I was not used to doing that. Right. So I was in that low in uni and I, I had this huge gut feeling that took over me. That was like, I'm not meant to be here. I don't feel yeah. good. I, I, it was like fully that feeling of starting from scratch and seeing this huge mountain in front of you. And it's like, I know I can do it, but like, holy crap, I have work to do. So that was a really big low for me. Um, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I, I've had so many failures. Like there yeah. are many times that I put so much time and energy and effort and sweat, blood and tears into something that didn't work. And, you know, there was that one big thing. And I know you guys probably remember it with the TV thing that we were trying to do. Like I, we're not going to get into that, but like I, I invested my all into that. Like me and, and, and business partner, we had like, we, put our all into that for almost a year, like countless hours count. Like I was so proud of all the work I put into something that just was taken from us in a moment and just failed. And I could have looked back on that and thought, holy crap, like this is a tragedy. And so many of us felt like it was a tragedy and it was, but you know, on to the next, 
it, I gave myself a few weeks of, of a lot of sadness and, and broken heart heartedness, but then it was like, all right, move on. You know, life has a different direction for you. Like, you know, just, you have to build that grit and, um, you have to see the potential. I think like, yeah. you know, it, it, I, I'm becoming more and more spiritual. Um, but I think one thing that everyone should probably feel is that, you know, just at least for our own mental health, it's just, it's just that belief in that everything is happening for a reason, you know? And even if you're not spiritual, even just believing that at, at the core, it just will help you just like, you know, reduce depression <laughs> and reduce yeah. feeling really awful. Cause it's like, listen, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And if there's no light, then you're not at the end of the tunnel yet. Right. So just keep going. I'm so grateful looking back that that failure happened because it's like, I'm here now and I've really shown that I've created this myself, you know, and it might happen in the future. It might not, but you know, put your hands up and, and just embrace life. It never happens as you expect it to. Right. So, yeah. No, exactly. Well, thank you for being so honest because that's really useful. I think it's quite helpful to hear that as well. Cause sometimes as you say, when you're at that low, it can often feel like you're never ever going to recover or the end of the world is nigh. And it's, it's hard to deal with. It's probably the hardest thing we deal with as human beings. But no, thank you for being so honest. Um, my my mm -hmm. final one, which I quite like, is and sometimes quite hard because not everyone can remember a quote off by heart. But what's your favourite quote or, or a quote that you live by every day that you remind yourself of that either makes you smile or puts that fire in your belly? Oh my gosh! Okay, well I'll tell you one that puts the fire in my belly, yeah. and like it's just a vision. Like you, okay, I'll say it. Imagine waking up one morning when you're 80 years old looking back on your life full of regret. I don't even know who said the quote. I was about to I, ask, is that, a Mimi? is that a Mimi quote? And it'd be fantastic if you're quoting yourself, but no, you don't. I wish it was. I actually <laughs> think I read it somewhere, but I've said it so many times. Like that is the one thing that like just keeps me going with this like huge vision for life because it's like, imagine waking up one morning in your old age and looking back on your life full of regret like that. Yeah is probably the most horrific feeling yeah. in the world. And that gives me goosebumps. I'm like, there is no way that I'm going to get, let that happen. Like you live one life, just that realization. Again, we're all unconscious to it. 99.9% .9 of the time, but like we all just live one life. Like we don't get a second shot at this. Like we live once. <laughs> and if you don't master your life and reach your potential, at least try reaching your potential and like, you know, just doing everything that you truly want to do and just try to live it to its fullest. Like if you don't do that, you've wasted your one shot at life. And that's a yeah. tragedy. If I've ever heard it. And you know, the likelihood, if you don't feel special and you don't feel like you, you know, whatever, just realize that the likelihood of you being born is one in 400 trillion. Like you are, like you already are a miracle. Like just keep being completely relentlessly you and just do whatever the, f the hell you want to do. <laughs> because it's so, it's so, sorry, yeah. Karen. It's so funny no, that you said that because right? I, I honestly thought you were going to say uh, the, the Gary Vaynerchuk, which is when he gets asked, he's like, you're going to die. And like, I actually think that. <laughs> that what you've said is worse it, it's worse we we don't know when, what happens when, when when we die but like being alive and regretting all this stuff that you haven't done you know is probably worse um yeah. i haven't been there yet so i don't know but i, yeah. I, I like that is it, it's really really good good motivation 
Amazing. Well, yeah. Mimi, I, I don't have anything else. Alexia, I don't think you do. I always like to end it on a quote. Um, so that's perfect. Mm-hmm. No, um, all I would say to our listeners is Mimi shall run through everything pretty quickly there. If you want a better idea, do go and listen to her podcast because it is incredibly useful. There are some amazing guests. The solo episodes are interesting, as you can hear. Mimi can talk and talk and talk about her experience, her life, tips and, and help. Go and check out her Instagram and Mimi Method as well because similarly it's, it's pretty useful. I mean, it's not for me. As a, as a, is it for guys as well? It's not, is it? No, no. I was thinking, because I, I was going to sort of have a look into trying it, but actually you can't. And we're, well, you can, but, you know, it is targeted for women. Yeah. I can definitely give you a subscription if you want to try it out, but... No, yeah. maybe it's amazing. Um, I'm very jealous that you're currently sitting in the Bahamas uh, whilst recording this. And I know that most of us would rather be there. But thank you very, very much for uh, for tuning in and, and, and telling us all that and for being so honest. Yeah, it's really good. Thank fun. you guys for having Perfect. me. Thank you. Thanks, Mimi. Mimi. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you thought about it. And yeah, I'm really, really excited and happy that I got to speak on the Mindfield podcast. Make sure to go check them out. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend that might need some motivation. And if you're really in a loving sharing mood, you could even write a little review on my podcast. (laughs) I literally never ask this because I always find it so cringy, but if you're still here listening, writing reviews or even just giving a review with the stars um, or a rating with the stars on the podcast really, really helps me and it helps this podcast stay free to listen. Um, I put a ton of time and energy and effort into this and it really does help boost the numbers, boost the visibility and let this podcast reach more people when you give it a little review. (laughs) So thank you for supporting me. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Goodbye, beautiful.